Hello, Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. We have been friends for over 15 years, and every single week we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. That is what we do every single week without fail. We never miss a week. No. How are you? What's going on? You know, uh, it's that time of year, Mike Lawson. It's that time of year. You ever hear of the Big Blue Test? Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, this is this is Not Joe Batanz's Big Blue Test, but now we're official. Do you remember a year ago? There's going to be a story that comes with this and all that jazz. Do you remember a year ago I did a very special episode of, uh, it was its own episode called like Meet Armando, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah, because what happened is, is I started, well, a year ago I hadn't started it. I decided to start... Uh, a non-profit organization called Undergrad Prep. Okay? Right. Which, were you yeah. the one that pointed out that the initials are up? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and I never, I'm like, oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> so, I also said that it sounds kind of like a like a sexy clinic where uh, get, l- young twink college kids can get their HIV meds. Well, it is that, too. Or, it, part of yeah. it is that, yeah. And, um... That, that's one of our mission statements. But, you know, what happened was, brief story behind it, is, I, you ever hear Donald Trump? Um, yeah. 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 And then, like, uh, in January of 2017, a lot of people were really pressed and upset, as was I, about the election of Donald Trump as president of the United States. So there was this women's march, you know? Women wanted their voice mm-hmm. to be heard, and as I, I support women, so I went and I marched as well. You know, sure. you know, for this women's march. Well, I, I was only there for a little bit, but the point is, when I was there, I was thinking, I, it just really hit me. Like, there, the political climate is so ugly. No matter where you fall on the spectrum, whether you're a Mike Lawson or John Arts, you have to agree that the political climate is not nice right now. It's toxic. Okay? Sure. And I was thinking... I don't know. There was just something that inspired me at the Women's March where I thought to myself, you know what? I need to do something. Well, whatever it is that I do with my life, I need to do it. I want to do it for good. I want to do good in the world. Okay. And I was like, do you think I could do test prep, which is what I've done for the majority of my life for a living? Do you think instead of ha- having spoiled rich kids for clients that I have spoiled poor kids for clients? You know, and instead of <laughs> uh-huh. having their parents pay it, then I have, you know, we could crowdfund this and we as a community could get together and we and we fund this. And so I did a pilot program and thanks to our listeners and friends and family, but mostly our listeners, we funded a class and I taught uh, a, a pilot program class. Undergrad prep wasn't even, we didn't even have the name then. Uh, we did a, a uh a class of 30 kids at a high school in uh, LA County, in LA County somewhere. And Armando was one of those kids. And I introduced you guys to Armando and told you his story. 
And what's funny is, you know, these kids have such dramatic lives, Mike Lawson. Let me tell you, because, you know, you guys heard about Armando and, and how he came here and whatnot. But even in the time since um, you guys heard from him, Armando, I remember on my birthday, okay, he and I would talk once a month or so. And on my birthday, he called me, like, not on my birthday, but like a few days after, he calls me and he says, oh, I saw that was your birthday, and I, I just wanted to call and say happy birthday. He was in a really good mood. And I go, oh, what did you do for the 4th of July? He's like, oh, I was in Mexico, but, you know, just I, I felt badly that I missed your birthday, blah, 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 right? And then halfway in the phone call, he tells me that he came home to find his dad dead. Oh, <gasps> yeah. His dad had died? And that's so Armando. Like that was like that was like the thing he mentioned in the middle of the phone call. But right. what's important about headline. it, yeah, is his mom had run away from his dad. His dad wasn't a very nice person, but his mom had run away from his dad and like had was like living in hiding in like somewhere in central California, you know? So while Armando had a difficult relationship with his father, his father was his, you know, provider. And so yeah. then all of a sudden, like Armando was like homeless for a while, and then like now he he got a room somewhere that he rents from some lady, and like, but the point is like we helped him. I would help him out a little bit too, you know, because he wanted to go. He wanted to graduate from the same high school that he started at. Okay, we just got word this week, and thanks. And it's not just to me; uh, it's to all of you who supported this pilot program. You know, Armando was able to take our ACT class. He got his ACT scores up. He got his SAT scores up with your guys' help. And he he got accepted to, and tell me what you think of these schools, UC San Diego, mm-hmm. UC Irvine, UCLA, and UC Berkeley. Good so, for him, man. Yeah. Yeah, so that's he's, great. He's trying to decide between Berkeley and LA. Uh-huh. That's where he is right now. But I want to give you guys everyone here. What does now. he want to do? What, he like, what's lawyer, he? I think. I think he wants to get into okay. politics or something. I don't know what he wants to do. Breaking news from the Catching Up Entertainment News Desk. That makes no sense. Joe Batanz here. Uh, while I was editing the show, I got a phone call from um, my little mentee, Armando, and he just, as of editing the show, was accepted into Stanford University. He will be attending Stanford University in the fall, class of 22. Once again, uh, the person we're talking about right here, thanks to your help and the help of undergrad prep, is going to Stanford in the fall. Back to the show. But let me tell you guys this. I want everyone to, first of all, update. There you go. And then, you know, for anyone who donated, thank you so much, you know. And uh, I, wa- I want to thank you guys. But also, it's so convenient <laughs> that Armando got these letters where he's going to school now. Because in also in that year that since we did the pilot program, I got to tell you guys some information. One... Uh, Joe started a nonprofit, federally recognized 501c3 nonprofit corporation called Undergrad Prep Inc. And Which is amazing. <clears throat> That's already an amazing uh, feat. So Thank congratulations you. on that. Thank yeah. you. Uh, Mr. Mike Lawson, who's on the show with me, helped me build the website. 
So if you go to undergradprep.org, you can learn all about the information that about what we're doing. And we're trying to raise money now. You know, before we were trying to get books and we got some books, but now we're trying to raise money. We don't need books. We need money because this thing, we need, to, we need to pay people. We need to pay accountants. We need to pay, not lawyers. That's a whole other story. But we need to pay, you know, insurance. We need to pay for all sorts of things that come with running an official, nonprofit, federally recognized organization. And we need your help. So if you can go to undergradprep.org and donate money, that would be great. Now, here's a deal, Mike. I've learned a lot. By the way, I'm going to... Real quick, if I can interject, I'm going to donate. Oh, you are? I'm going to donate $1 for every big blue test that you took. Oh, really? Okay, well, it's going to be a whole $2 for Mike Lawson. That's cool. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> we're, so we have a two. So we look, we have, we're have we $2 richer now. Thank you to Mike Lawson. Yeah. And, in the black. Uh, oh, yeah, in the black. Now, oh, but also, guys, now, I'm going to talk to John Arts because John Arts worked in this field. I don't, this is a hazy area. Okay, so I can't make we'll have more details on this promise. Okay, because right now, if you donate any money, it's tax deductible. You can write it off on your taxes. So, for instance, Tim from Alaska, he Mike, just Tim from Alaska, he donated so much money. Does he want you? Okay, I'm not gonna say how much. I don't know how much. I don't know how much. I'm not gonna say how much he donated. He just was very generous. He was very, very generous. And so, like, for instance, but and this is what's so amazing about Tim from Alaska being so generous. He knew at the time when we did this pilot program, he knew he couldn't write it off in his taxes then. Does that make sense? Right. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying Tim from Alaska should be able should donate. I'm just saying if anyone donates, it's you can write it off on your taxes. Totally, 100% tax deductible. Now, this is where it gets hazy. Because I would like to sweeten the pot. Mm-hmm. You know, it's tax deductible if you receive no goods or services in return for your donation. Okay? So I don't know yet. This is what I'm looking into. Because I know that it also gets weird, too, where, like, you can actually receive some things, but it ha- what you donate has to be more than a certain percentage of what the value is worth. Does that make sense? So in other words, like, if you go to a dinner and pay $30,000 for the plate, you know, for a dinner, well, obviously that's way worth more than it. You didn't really get anything in return. Does that make sense? And so you can technically write that off minus the dinner. Okay, so it's like minus the thirty dollars for the dinner, right? So this is where I have to talk to someone to get official here. But I want to do something like if you donate for your donation of twenty five dollars or more. Okay, this is what I'm thinking here, Mike. I'm thinking out loud. Okay, I'll come back next week with an update on this. But for your donation of $25 or more, Mike Lawson will show you his penis. A <laughs> <No>. dollar <laughs> per Damn. inch. No. <laughs> what it is, is for your donation, I'm going to, and I told Mike Lawson this a long time ago. I'm going to personally curate episodes 101 through 200 and choose the best moments okay and make it i want to make it like a 10 episode series so the episode for instance 101 through 110 is one episode 110 111 through 120 is its own episode so for a 10 episode series for your donations of 25 dollars or more you would get access to this 10 episode series the best moments 
from Catching Up 101 through 200, okay? That cool. I will put out on a private feed that only you have the link to. Now, I think that there's, cool. and you would agree, is there really any value to the best moments from our <laughs> 101 to 199? Are you saying they don't? They don't have value, or are you saying you can't put a value on them because they're? I so say they bad. don't have any value. Well, one look here. This is why it gets tricky. Is we put it out for free anyway? Does that make sense? Yeah. So you're giving something that you they could get basically for free. So the value is zero. The value is so zero. I feel like so, twenty five dollars is drastically more. Yeah, I'll confirm. You know, yeah, I think you're fine. I think, I think you're fine. Yeah, I think we're fine. But we'll get double confirmation if 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 you're one of the people who really wants to write off your taxes. But look, maybe you should just donate the twenty five dollars or more because of goodness of your heart. Because right now, let me tell you, we are helping these kids right now. They're so amazing. Let me tell you about one of these kids. I real quick yeah. before you do that though, I have a question. First yeah. of all, you haven't said your website address, have you? Undergradprep.org. And that's how you want people to donate. Yeah, if you go to undergradprep.org, right, right when you see, there's two places. Right when you open it, there's the word that says, um, I don't know, something. Elevate, right? And right next to it, it says donate. And if you scroll, if you, maybe you're, you know what? Well, I'm not donate. I don't even know what this organization is. So if you read all about us at the very bottom, there's another button that says donate. So you can donate in two places. And it'll take you to a PayPal link, right? And that PayPal link, look, this is a, guys, this is an official organization. This is not... Like, oh, and then it goes into Joe Batanz's bank account. <laughs> no, we have a board of directors that is mean to me and tells me no, everything I want to do, okay? Uh, and uh, it, we have an official undergrad prep, Inc., you know, a bank account. Like, it's we have a treasurer who watches the money. This is not Joe Batanz, uh, you know, weird fly-by-night shell corporation. This is a real... You know, federally registered 501c3 corporation, Undergrad Prep, Inc. That took me fucking a year to get taken care of. So donate. But so you know everyone who donates $25 or more will get the link, you're saying? Everyone that, gets do- that donates $25 or more will get a link to a very special podcast feed that has the 10-episode series uh, of the best of catching up 101 through 200. Yes, that is true. Now, what if your mom's friend from church has been hearing about undergrad prep from your mom and decides to click in and donate are you she is going to get the, the right best. people are going to get the link <laughs> she is going to get the best well look oh that's you know mike lawson that's a very good point that's a very good point so do me a favor if you do donate that's a very good point mike lawson if you do donate 25 dollars or more email me at joebatanz at undergradprep.org and say you listen to catching up Okay, and that you donated twenty five dollars or more, and then I'll send you the link. That's a good point, Mike Lawson. So email me at joebatance at undergradprep.org. I'll double check that you really donated, Joey Buhacker, and then once I confirm it, <laughs> then I'll send you the link for that special ten episode series. Okay. So we've just spent this much time talking about undergrad prep. Is now the time to also talk about your Patreon stuff you do for RuPaul? Yeah. Also, if you want special RuPaul's Drag Race <laughs> access to Form Decor Lounge, The Rumor Mill, and Rulaska Thoughts, for your $2 a month uh, contribution to uh, patreon.com slash drag race recap, you can get all that extra bonus content that I've been doing on top of running undergrad prep my nonprofit organization that if you donate 25 dollars or more one time 
you get access to this special, special, and it's for a very good cause. I want to tell one story, okay? One, I have so many stories, you know? Yeah. But, but one of my favorites is a few weeks ago, so on, uh, we, we have a class that I'm teaching through this organization called Yes, another amazing organization. Don't donate to them. Donate to us. They don't need the money. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But they are an amazing organization. And you can learn. I will say this. To learn about Yes, actually, go to the Malcolm Gladwell podcast. Season 1, Episode 4, I believe, called Carlos Doesn't Remember. And that tells you all about Yes and the amazing things they're doing. And uh, actually, I do encourage you. It's a very, very good episode. And it's those kids, those very kids that you hear about in that episode, that's, the, that's who we're teaching now. That's who Undergrad Prep works with right now. We work with the best and the brightest disadvantaged kids in L.A. And that's the thing is these kids, Mike Lawson, these kids are so amazing. Like every day I cry and every day I'm so inspired by them. Okay. By the way, they sassed me back like nobody's business. But one day, so on Saturdays we're at this middle school and then on Sundays they have, uh, Yes has, has an office that they own in downtown LA in that really big, tall, famous building that you, everyone knows in LA. You know, the one that gets blown up in Independence Day and stuff. So sure. we're in there, and it's shared with these two other dumb organizations. I'm not going to say who they are because the board's told me not to. See, I told you the board. I get in trouble. I've been instructed by the board not to say anything. Okay, but I hate the other two organizations that we share the office space with, right? And when we would show up on Sundays when there's nobody there, we would borrow tables and chairs from the other organizations and have a class. And the kids thought this was fun. We would take a photo of the way the chairs were and put them exactly the way they were. Okay. Sure. And the kids yeah. thought that was so fun to do that. I get a call from yes one week and they're like, um, Hey, listen, we have a problem. Oh, Oh no, I'm sorry. The story's even better than that. Mike Lawson. So the Saturday at the middle school, I'm trying to teach class. Right. And there's some like, uh, like at 1130 I hear like, And the kids would just like perk up, right? And they would be like, oh my God, we're so hungry and we want tamales. And I was like, why don't you guys eat breakfast before you guys come here? They're like, we don't eat breakfast. Like they can't like afford breakfast, right? And it's not funny. I'm laughing at the ridiculousness of it that they can't afford breakfast. So I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, we don't, we don't come here with breakfast. And I was like, not all of them, by the way, just like half of them. And I'm like, this is fucked up. And I go, you know what? Tomorrow, I'm buying you tamales because this way they wanted tamales. I'm buying you tamales and Mexican sweet bread. I'm buying it. It's on me. It's on Joe, right? So I do. I wake up super early in the morning. I go and buy the tamales and the sweet bread, and I take it to this office building, right? And I'm so paranoid from my Princeton interview days that I like kids. We got to clean everything up. We put it in a special trash bag that I personally took outside and dumped in a bin outside of the building, right? Yeah, we put all yeah. the chairs back, and then the next week, yes, calls me. They said <clears throat> the other organizations, um, they said that you trashed the office, and I was like, "What? I want receipts." And like, I don't know. They yeah. said you trashed the office, and the building said if it happens again, they're gonna throw us out. So I was like, so fucking mad. So the next week, class, I'm telling the kids about this, right? I'm all, I want to go. I'll go to the fucking goddamn L.A. Times. Oh, she and she said you can't borrow the chairs anymore. She goes, we're going to get you tables, but it'll take some time. 
I'm gonna go to the goddamn LA Times. I'm gonna go to the fucking the the NBC News and ABC, all the news, every news. I'm gonna go uh-huh. on Pod is my co-pilot, the award-winning podcast. Anywhere I can go and talk about what pieces of shit these organizations are, right? And I'm gonna tell them, yeah. and that, to make them interested, I got I gotta tell them your guys' stories. Every one of their stories would make you cry, okay? And they're like, oh, ha, 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 right? After the class, this one kid named Edson, he comes up to me and he says, what story would you, what stories would you tell about us? We're so boring. And I go, I know your guys' stories. Trust me. It'd be interesting. He goes, hmm. Would it be interesting that I got stabbed on the way to school? And he like lifts his shirt and he has all these stab wounds. And I'm like, what the fuck? You know, I'm like, so like, holy shit. And this is when we're leaving. So we're walking to the elevator and the other kid's like, what's going on? I go, Edson's been stabbed. And he says, like, oh yeah, Joe's making a big deal about it. He got stabbed on the way to school, <laughs> school, right? And the kids are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like telling me about how like, it's just, you know, you just got to be careful about what colors you wear. And I'm like, do they not realize that kids don't, they, they don't, they live in a world where to them, that's their normal. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that's what yeah. makes me cry sometimes when I think about what they do, what they go through just to get to class, just to get to class would blow your mind. Okay. And the fact that they're pulling 4.0s, that these are the best and brightest kids out there, this is what undergrad prep or does. So go to undergradprep.org, hit the donate button, and for $25 or more, you get access to that 10-episode series. What's going on with you, Mike Lawson? Nothing. Nothing that good. Congratulations again, by the way. I'm um, excited for you, and I could just tell that you're excited about something. Um, Other than good. RuPaul's I Drag Race? it's really good for you. Yeah, I think it's really good for you. <laughs> well, no, and, and, you know, I do want to give, I want everyone to know what a mensch. Do you know what a mensch is, Mike Lawson? Mm, sure. It's Italian for a really good guy. It's not Italian. It's a Jewish word. But like, like you're a really solid human being, right? This Mike Lawson is a real mensch. He's been, you know, I've been working on the website. I don't want to bother Mike Lawson too much, right? And we don't have the money. Well, no, actually, not necessarily Mike Lawson. But again, the money you donate would go to pay people like Mike Lawson or graphic designers who this is what they do for a living. It, this is what we need. This is what the organization needs. Believe it or not. It's just not. I mean, it is teaching kids. But I'm not even joking. I'm going to talk to the board at the end of the month, but feeding the kids now is one of the big parts. I want the kids to have a fucking solid sure. meal during class, and I want to incorporate that into the class that they eat. When we were at the, when I first started the Princeton Review, we would always take a food break, and the kids would eat in the middle of class, and I want to bring that back, and that's something your money would go to. Anyway, the point is, this Mike Lawson has donated his time so much for nothing. That's what donating means. To, to, to helping with the website and helping me do because i'm stupid when it comes to certain things and so thank you mike lawson i I, I really really appreciate it i'll let you have two of the episodes for free for all the work (laughs) (laughs) um for all the work i'll listen to one (laughs) (laughs) um hey the other day joey so you know we have uh three babies living here now in this house by the way i gotta get out so bad i just gotta get out um, because of the babies? Many humans. 
there's just too many people. So it's not like the babies are annoying. They mm-hmm. don't cry very much. It's it's just like a lot of traffic, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm never alone in the kitchen. No, there's I know what you somebody mean. somebody somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I, I know what you mean. Trust me, I know what you mean. Um, so the other day, um, I get a, a it came off kind of nasty, but I'll, I'll kind of replay it the way that it happened instead of uh, revealing my cards. But I got a text message. Um, I, I got home from work. I'm in my bedroom. Um, they do dinner uh, kind of as a family. So I was going to wait till they were done so I could go down and cook. So I'm in my bedroom and I get a text and I was like, Hey fellas, group text. So, uh, my, uh, the owner of the house, Alex is texting, um, Mario and I, Hey fellas, uh, you guys need to start locking the deadbolt on the front door. Uh, because baby Sebastian, who's like three now, he can, he can unlock the door if the, the deadbolt's not locked. Mm-hmm. And so we just found him outside, whatever. Yeah. Um, but by the way, uh, and Mario and I were talking about this. The he, Alex, the house owner, he goes out on the front stoop and smokes all the time. Mm-hmm. And he leaves. He th- will go for like little walks. He'll walk to the back of the house and then leave the door unlocked because he forgets that he left it unlocked. Like mm-hmm. he's the number one culprit at this. Yeah. Um, but the text was just weird. But I feel like I gave a nice response. I was like. Hey, I'm pretty good at remembering to lock it, but now that you've told me this, I'll be extra um, aware of it or whatever, right? So that's that. But when I went downstairs, I got the real story was, uh, and by the way, Alex, when I went downstairs and talked to him a little more, Mm -hmm. he admitted that he's really awful at locking the door. He also said, I, I was texting you guys to tell you that we need to do it, not to say that I thought one of you did it tonight and that's why the baby got out. Um, but it's so weird that there's this many adults. Oh, I need to whisper this little. There's this many adults. But and the kid, he, um, so Ricardo, my other roommate, he left and he was pulling out of the driveway and the three-year-old was just standing in the middle of the driveway. That's how they found him. Oh, really? First of all, yeah, that's kind of like, creepy. Yeah. <laughs> right? He was just like waving at his dad. Um, I'm ready. That would be like in a horror movie. Yeah. Okay. Also, do these guys know what they did by sending you this text message? What do you mean? That is the worst text message to send Mike Lawson. That like... I- when he's obviously the culprit of doing something and then sort of insinuating that you and oh, yeah, someone yeah. else are doing it. I'm like, they should be painting oh, yeah. lamb's blood on the doors of each of these children. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he did. He made it better because when I went downstairs, he was like, um, I don't I'm not saying that because I just got home from work probably, you know, 20 minutes before that. So I might have been the last one through the door. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I, I locked it, though. Like, I feel like the number of times that I've left that door unlocked is like under 10. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just so natural to lock it. Mm-hmm. But um, he he made it better because he said to me like, oh, I don't, I'm not saying that I think you did it. It could, really could have been any of us, but mm-hmm. it freaked us out. So uh, it was dramatic though. They were like all like just out of their minds. How much time do you think you have in this place? Oh God. I think this year. Oh, you think 20... So I'm done. You're saying New Year's Eve 2018, you will not be living in that place? 
Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Mario and I are already kind of looking to maybe move in together somewhere. Wait, is that a good idea? I'd love to live alone. Well, if it's a two-bedroom, two-bath. <laughs> and you and Steve aren't there yet? No. I would like to uh, live alone, but that's just I just don't see that being in the cards up here. It's just way too expensive for what I make and, you know, what that – I'm it just would cut into too much of my other happiness, you know? I remember when I first was on Live Alone for the first time, my friend Jonathan was like, I don't think it's a good idea. I think you're going to get real lonely. And I was like, I don't know. To the point where it started scaring me, you know? Yeah. I did it anyway. Um, it was the greatest decision I ever made. Living yeah. alone is the best. I've yeah. never once hated it. And I look forward to the day when I return to that life. Maybe yeah. I think Jonathan was I lived alone. foreshadowing. Fucking start doing math. I lived alone in Phoenix. <laughs> he should he shouldn't be alone. <laughs> I lived alone in Phoenix and I liked it. Uh-huh. Um, I also in Phoenix had a weird roommate where he worked uh, like graveyard. So basically, he came. Home oh, that must have been a good friendship pretty- for you. You kill them and then he has a place for you to put them. Not at a graveyard. Oh. He worked at graveyard shift. Oh, and so, um. Our schedules just were so opposite. It worked out really well. Mm-hmm. It's like and a submarine. That's how it works like in a, a submarine. submarine. Yeah, so in a submarine, you have a oh. bunkmate, and your bunkmate sleeps when you're working. So it cuts down on the number of beds. Yeah, Ew. I know. And you, you just share a bed just, with. I share a bed with, and then like the, the oils and the they must change the sheets too and everything. Don't you think the oils and I the, guess. the just the the sleep smell. Yeah. I drool a lot when I sleep. So that person would have to be like, oh, my drool all over them. Yeah. Um, what's up with you? Do you have any other stories you wanted to tell me? I do. And it's strangely related to undergrad prep. Listen to this. But but this is one. Every, let me tell you this. Everyone's going to be so excited by this story. I was excited. Okay. Okay. So one of the things that we've needed, and like I said, this is what your money will go towards. This is a bit, By the way, this is the only undergrad prep week, by the way is paying like a graphic designer you know we needed a logo okay now i happen to have a family and a large extended family and i have actually several cousins who do graphic design but one of them i went to him right he's the graphic design guy right he's he actually did all the graphic design when i had my, my for-profit company okay i go to him tell him what i'm doing he gives me a price whatever he's gonna design the logo okay First of all, it takes him weeks to come back with the logo, okay? Yeah. Then he does. And Mike Lawson, you were with me on this process here, this journey. Yeah. He clearly plugged the logo, finally when he gets to it, into, I don't know, some sort of cookie cutter logo thing, right? Yeah. And it's the, the worst logos you've ever seen in your entire life, okay? Yeah, it was pretty bad. They were awful. Sorry. They were, no, don't yeah. be sorry. I was pissed. Like, he expected me to pay for this? Like, it was literally, like, he just, like, remember that old program, Print Shop? Yeah. It's like he did, like, a print uh-huh. shop of a logo, right? Yeah. So I go, oh, and so I, I'd shown um, my friend Sweet Michael what he did. My Sweet Michael was like, give me, like, and literally in five minutes, Sweet Michael texts me a picture of, like, notebook paper, and he's made three designs. All three designs 
are infinitely better than, better than, than what yeah. he did. And there I was one, them, yeah. 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 And there was one that I ultimately chose, and I went with. So now I give him an easy job. I say, look, it's designed. All you got to do is make this drawing into a real logo. Mike Lawson, it's literally this because this story just happened in the past couple of days. Six weeks? I don't know. Eight weeks? I don't know how long it's been. Like, just to get... I got... And I still have nothing, right? So, finally, I like, this. fuck this shit. Why are we not getting this logo, right? And I'd get these emails here and there, like, saying, like, um, sorry, just had a kid. You know how it is. First of all, no, I don't. And two, <laughs> two, people have children all the fucking time, okay? And they managed to do their... He didn't give birth to the kid, Right? And from what I hear, what I need him to do would take 15 minutes. Okay? Right. So, finally I go on Facebook and I put the Clarion call out there for people who know graphic designers, right? And people start giving me names. One of them, former student says, hey, I got this buddy. He's really good. He's going to call you. Let's see. This is why he was good. This is why for anybody, this kid, Alex, that I'm talking about, former student Alex, he knows how to do it. And he's always been like this, right? He didn't say, here's my buddy's number, give him a call, anything like that. He messaged me to say, I gave my friend your number. He's calling you in an hour. Yeah. Right? And Smart. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Okay. So the friend calls me. He sounds so fucking hot, this friend. <laughs> right? <laughs> and <It's> so awful. <laughs> I go, can I see your work? Right? Can I see your grinder page? And he goes, yeah, yeah. And he sends me here, and he has—it's totally professional. He has like a like a, a website where you can look at his work and stuff like that, and it's like really good. I really like it a lot, actually. I like, but besides mm-hmm. that, I don't even know what he looks like actually. But besides how hot he sounds, like what he's done is very professional, and for big companies like USC and shit like that, right? And yeah. um, I like it a lot. Yep, this is the guy. In fact, my big worry is he's too expensive, right? Sure. So I even put on Facebook, hey, guys, I got the person. Thanks for everyone, blah, 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 right? And so now I'm actually on the phone talking. His name's Kevin. Talking to Kevin. Saying, like, okay, this is what I want, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I get this text message, right? And it's just like, what? <laughs> is it your... your- is he your uncle, did you say? No, nope, no, nope, it was a cousin, but he's like, he's like, what? Cousin. I went to school for graphic design. Who is it? Evil John. Oh. Why didn't you ask me? I would totally do it. And I was like, oh, I D- just. I didn't know he does graphic design. No, I just thought he was a statue at Universal Studios. <laughs> I didn't know he was a graphic design person, right? Yeah. That's what I went to school for. It's what I do. And I was like, oh. Uh. <laughs> I found someone. So, so I, well, I did. He goes, well, get rid of him. <laughs> Hire me. He sucks. And he goes, I'll do it for free. And then, but then you know, he spoke the magic words. Yeah. He'll do it for free, right? Yeah. So, actually, I, so I tell Kevin, like, look, this is, and Kevin actually agrees, like, that's not even worth his time to what I need him to do, you know? But I do need yeah. something else graphic design. I go, let me hire you for that. And he goes, great. So sure. what it turned out was Evil John is going to do the logo, which I love uh-huh. that our logo is designed by Evil John. Not really, but yeah. 
And Kevin's going to do another thing that we have to get done, right? So cool. Evil John and I are officially in business. And he's already sent me. But but here's the thing. It's already turning very Evil John. I just need him to turn that picture in. like, And even the graphic designer that I had had already done a lot of the work. He just didn't finish it. So all he has to do is just finish it. And I'm already getting like, which is good. Look, I appreciate the... I even told him that I was being genuine. I appreciate you're putting so much work, but you don't need to put this much work in. Just literally finish the work, you know? Yeah. And I'll probably throw, I'll probably buy a couple of dolls. (laughs) (laughs) Here. Cool. I got you, I got you two GI Joes for the logo. (laughs) You're welcome. I didn't know he did graphic design. Did you know that? Or is this the first you've heard of it? Uh, it's it's a mixed bag. Um, I did not. I I knew, but it's one of these things. Like if I told you, um, what's something that like what it's Joe Batanz related? Like that I used to play bo- conga drums in a band. Remember that? Mm, maybe exactly exactly. So like once he said, <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I think there was some sort of talk that he is a graphic designer. You know, but uh, yeah. to me, he's just a statue. Well, I'm glad it's working out. Yeah. He did start a business making dolls hair for dolls. Oh, really? Yeah, actually, it's going well. Uh, John Paul's talking about it. It's like some sort him. of like specialized, like special doll hair for, for doll collectors. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, monetizing your hobby, right? Mm-hmm. Look, I'm, I love being a bit. Look, John Paul was keeping us apart. So the fact that we're connected again, <laughs> it, it means content for the show. Right. When he texted me, I was so what? excited. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's so funny is, oh, have you ever have I ever shown you the picture of? Uh, I I I I don't think I'm technically supposed to know this, but I don't think Evil John listens to the show. Um. John Paul, John Paul told me, he was like, I was specifically told not to show you this picture, right? Because Evil John was really mad, but Evil John paid someone to make a doll of him. You know, Evil John. Uh-huh. And he hated the results. And John Paul <laughs> gave me the picture of the uh-huh. doll of Evil John. And so uh-huh. I have that as his profile picture. So whenever he text messages me, <laughs> it says, <laughs> this horrible doll version of Evil John on the on the on the message that I love. So I'm I'm amused. But he doesn't he doesn't know that you have it or Yeah, he told John Paul goes, Don't show Joe this picture. By the way, here's the funny thing, is it looks totally fine, actually. But he was just so horrified by it. He's like, Don't show this to Joe. Specifically, don't show Joe. So yeah. of course John Paul ran and showed me. <laughs> by the way, if Evil John hears right. this, uh my friend John Paul died. Uh, was thrown out of a building. <laughs> and the whereabouts able... of Joe? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's going to be like a horror film. It's going to be like the Leprechaun 3. You know, like, Evil John's coming to get me. What else is going on with you, on with you Mike Lawson? Well, Joey, 40 years after his death, SFO Terminal to be named after Harvey Milk. Uh, did, I do a, did I do a good news voice? Wait, like hold on. Did? Here we go. No, no. Mike Lawson. A budget and finance subcommittee seems the least likely setting to gather local politicians for emotional, noteworthy public comment. 
except this Thursday when the legacy of Harvey Milk warranted it. The now-impending christening of San Francisco International Airport Terminal 1 in the honor of the first openly gay supervisor attracted such a scene after the legislation was held up in local government for months. When finally passed, it will have been 40 years since Milk was gunned down along with Mayor George Moscone by former Supervisor Dan White in 1978. So it's happening. I feel like we've talked about I this, feel like but it's this been story like was like year one of catching up. Yeah. So it's been a long time. It looks like it's finally happening. I don't really understand why it was caught up, um, but I don't know. Um, I guess the budget and analyst report estimates that the name change is going to cost about $357,000, which can be incorporated into the renovation budget of this terminal, which is like $2.4 billion. So um, that's what's happening. I don't, what, what costs money? Signs? Yeah, probably, it's probably like signs, signs and they have to change. But you know, these governments, everything costs money on these governments, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, they don't run things like uh, undergrad prep. Um, undergrad prep. Yeah, we're, we're super. <laughs> we get free work from Evil John and uh, Mike Lawson. We, you know, we don't. They got to find you and Evil John to do stuff for them. No, but I bet you it's like yeah, dummies. I wonder how they calculate how much. It, why? Why? Why would it cost three hundred fifty thousand dollars? I never understand why anything costs that much. Like they'll say, like there'll be some sort of minor, uh like disaster like a tornado hits a block or something like that right it'll be like oh my god it's a billion dollars worth of damage i'm like a billion dollars a billion i i don't get it either um i'm thinking for this it it just has to be signs because it's not like when you change like a street name people have to change their you know the their stationery (laughs) their business cards yeah, yeah, but that's, but that's the thing is, apart from changing the signs and apart from changing, um, like the the actual work, you're like, okay, this is gonna cost money to buy a sign, right? Like, yeah, you yeah. gotta tell people we changed the name of it, but like, what what are the hard costs of changing the name of the terminal? And what was the terminal's name before? Was it just Terminal One? Do you really have here's, to change every the weird, sign? The weird twist. It was the Dan White Terminal. Oh. <laughs> That's the cruel <laughs> irony of it all. Um, but I think the symbolism of all of this is uh, powerful. Um, I know that you kind of, for some reason, are like... I've softened on it. It, 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 it. You know what it was at the time that we did this? It was everything was Harvey Milk. You know? Yeah. Well, And you were also just like thinking that San Francisco's were complaining about everything. Remember how that was like a bit reoccurring theme yeah. for yeah, you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So... I think it's it's um, powerful. I think that he is fairly well known, so I feel like flying into. Um, well, that's not true because I don't. I have no idea what Laguardia means, but JFK I do. Or um, I think Laguardia was John a former Wayne. mayor of New York. Okay, so I I guess it's kind of um, powerful, and the symbolism is that. But who who knows how many. You know, minds this is going to change about anything, but still, I think it's cool. And what do you think? You know, again, I got some people, you know, messaged us either privately or on Facebook and were like, oh, Joe, look at this, the the Harvey Milk Airport. And I'm just like, here's my thing is I'm fine with this. 
I would get mad though if everything in San Francisco was named Harvey Milk. And I was just like, you know, there there are a million other gay activists, even in San Francisco, you know, that also did important work. You know? And that that's my thing is like I, I don't like for instance, there was a time, it's actually since passed, but there was a time when you would think that the only gay person was Neil Patrick Harris, right? There's a ton of gay people now. But uh and I would have a problem with that, right? But uh, I just want there to be there are other gay activists, and it's it not it doesn't begin and end with Harvey Milk. They existed before and they existed. I after. understand that. That was my problem. Yeah, I understand that. Um, what about you? Do you have any news stories from down south? Oh yes, I do, Mike Lawson. Corey Feldman says he was stabbed. Police say there are no lacerations. The curious case of Corey Feldman's stabbing report has taken an interesting turn. The former child actor said late Tuesday that he was in the hospital after being attacked that evening. In early morning Wednesday tweets, Feldman wrote that a man had opened his car door and stabbed him with something. He even included photos of himself being treated at the hospital. But according to the Los Angeles Police Department, there are no lacerations to Mr. Feldman's abdomen, spokesman Luis Garcia said. Um, the story goes on to talk about, like, Fel, you know, Feldman's account of what happened that night, and and still, like, what, still, there's no stabbings. Uh, what were your? How's he gonna work? How's he gonna work? <laughs> I don't know. How's he gonna do all those sweet Michael Jackson uh, moonwalking moves that he does on the, on the Today Show? Yeah. Did you see this story when it happened? Yeah, I did. Um, and I I read it just that he had been stabbed, and then it like slowly started to develop that. I guess he was saying that it was with a long, sharp object, like maybe a hypodermic needle. Yeah, that's today. So he yeah. was getting yeah that's today. He was getting like uh, checked up on to see if you know he had been infected with something. Mm-hmm. I think he had to change the story because it was so ridiculous. So you you're under the impression that this is a story that's getting changed. Yeah, I think he's a crazy person. No, but it seems to be the police seem to believe that something really happened. Like they really believe uh, the impression I got in the early stories. I don't know if this has changed, but the impression I got in the early stories was the police believe that a man did walk up and open the door. But it sort of reminds me of one of my favorite YouTube videos of all time is the Colton City Council meeting. You know. Which I think you where the lady got hit with paper. Yeah, like there were these two women, they didn't okay. get along with each other, and as one woman is walking by, like leaving the the city council's speech speaking stand, kind of whacks the woman she doesn't like in the head with like a rolled up program, you know, like the like the like you like a little paper. And the woman that got hit yeah. in the head screams, and then the the most slow collapse of the floor I've ever seen in my entire life. Collapses yeah. of the floor. Like a soccer game fall. Right? Oh, worse Haven't than you that. Seen the like, soccer overreaction? Yeah. It was like, if it was like, the, the, when I, like, if I drop uh, my, if I'm looking under the couch for my remote control at the same speed at which I would get on the floor to look for that, you know? <laughs> that that was the speed where she, like, held onto the table and, like, the, the bench and, like, lowered herself carefully to the ground. It, every, I highly recommend everyone looking. Up Colton City Council meeting on YouTube. It should come up, and it's only like literally maybe fifteen Cor- seconds long. Maybe Corey Feldman was stabbed with a needle full of drugs that he had been <laughs> yeah. stabbed with for the last like fifteen years. Yeah, somebody stabbed me with heroin. 
<laughs> again and again. Yeah, I kept doing it <laughs> over and over. I, I actually, I get the sense that he might be mentally unwell. Oh, you think and so? And that kind of makes me, yeah. I I just, I'm, I feel bad for kind of making some of the jokes and the ridicule of it. But like one of his Twitter pictures, did you see them? Like, no. it's a picture of somebody taking his temperature. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did see that, but it shows that he's in the hospital. It's yeah. Just, ridiculous it's just kind of ridiculous um but well i hope he's better i hope you know he's not infected with anything and i hope everything turns out okay (laughs) yeah godspeed Corey feldman so what do you got going on next week mike lawson um next week next week next week man i got um well, I have some car drama I'm dealing with, oh, no. so that's gonna yeah. I fucking hate car drama, um, car drama, and then I got uh, game night uh, with Steve's friends coming up, and that's it. Oh, I wish I remember. Uh, the, what about you? I wish I remember the game night guys tag. Would you tell people at this party, like guys? I used to be on a podcast actually where we played no. games. No. No, I don't tell people I'm on this podcast. Well, no, I don't either on purpose. It came up recently. I was talking to someone and they go like, do you have another podcast? I go like, yeah. I'm like, what is it? I'm like, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> like to me, the people who listen now, their family, they can be here, you know, yeah. but uh, I don't need, I don't need other people listening to this show. Um, okay. My friend Mercedes, uh, we're having a birthday party for her this weekend. Well, by we, I'm attending one. So there's a birthday party oh. for Mercedes this weekend, and I'm going to that. Also, it's Easter, which we're spending at my brother's house. And then my brother and his family are oh, leaving yeah. town for spring break, and they asked me to house sit at their yes. house. Yes. So <laughs> good. That'll, that'll be good stories. Um, friend of the show, Lloyd Roggenkamp, is going to come over for a bunch. We're working on a project together. So that should produce some good stories, too. I'm, I'm predicting good stuff for next week. Good. I'm glad. Um, all right, Joe. I forgot it was Easter, so happy Easter. Thank you. And I will catch up with you next week. Bye. Oh, it's that fast, huh? Yeah. Go to hell, Mike. Thank you for listening oh. to another episode of Catching Up. Contact Mike and Joe and listen to all of their old episodes at catchinguppodcast.com. Follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and on Twitter at cupodcast. Follow Mike Lawson on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Mike Lawson. And follow Joe Batance on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batance. The theme song was written and performed by Rich Green, and the closing music was arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. I'm your Auntie Vera Charles saying farewell until the next time Mike and Joe call one another and catch up. It's what they do every single week. Without fail. They never miss a week.